Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. I don't know who uh, Mac Jones is. He's oh, le- the, the guitarist for the Patriots? Yeah. Oh, crap, we got to record this podcast. Coming to you live from the Des Moines, Iowa, Nostalgic Front Studios, I'm Brandon Ream. And coming to you live from the Brooklyn, New York, Nostalgic Front Studios, I'm Patrick Hasty, and this is the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Fantastic. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgic Front Podcast. I'm and, Patrick Hasty. Oh, fuck. What? And okay. thank you for listening to Heels. Yeah. Rock and roll music, baby. And who is this I'm hearing on my dulcet ear tones oh i'm brandon fucking ream here Whoa. and if you're wondering i'm feeling fantastic uh-huh. is that a fresca oh bush i uh, thought it was no, a that, fresca. that's a latte right there baby oh <laughs> you this is a latte as well i got this now let me ask you you hammered mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no okay I'm yeah pretty no, fucking not buzzed. i'm not hammered but i'm pretty fucking buzzed yeah you've been around watching football i hear Hey, I went to the old Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, BW Square? What do they call it? BW3. BW3. In some areas. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, went up there to watch uh, the wife's bills, and then uh, yep. a buddy of mine walked in right when we were getting ready to leave, and then another buddy walked in for the uh, for the late games. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm vibing, baby. Damn, dude. How fucking how what a life you go to a Buffalo Wild Wings. You get to see friends, friends running. You run into friends. Yeah, I haven't been. Oh, hold on. One second. Fuck. The wife, Here we go. Here we she's go. Getting ready to leave. What's up? She needs. Oh, look at that. I got a needy wife. I'm telling you. Sure. Apparently she needs the car keys. Yeah. That are in my pocket. Hey, so she t- can leave. Take my keys, please. Right? Yeah. Watch a lot of football. Yeah, you did. The, uh, the Bills... Bills games got cut out in the middle because they were kicking too much ass. Yeah, that should happen with the Kansas City Chiefs a couple weeks ago. Drives me I'm going to watch both those teams in a week. Yeah. Oh, you fucking $400 a ticket. Fuck. We all we tried to go to the Mets game, game of the year. We tried to go to the Mets game tonight. Fucking 250 bucks a ticket. You should have done it. But if they lose, you pay you man, it's been 500 bucks and they lose and then they just don't even get to play no more the rest ah, of the year. Who gives a fuck? You guys are rolling in it. If look at your the, apartment. Look at your look fucking at apartment. I got a, I got, you got a that fucking, view. Got a fucking bicycle. Dude, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Yeah, for today. You're hot. You're drunk. You're low, lit, lit up like I, the sun. I'm you're pretty pretty well happy buzzed. drunk. I'd like, I could go smoke some weed in between segments. We could really set this fucker off. Um, okay. Let me tell you, I got some coffee here. I've been sipping Ooh. on. Um, Hold on. I'm going to check in with the wife again real quick. Sorry, listeners. Jesus. What's up? Do you have anything to say? Hi, wife? Hello, Danielle. Huh? Taking shy to the park. Taking shy to the park. Taking shy to the park. We discussed that. Hey, Reem, uh, real uh, quick. Say Danielle's last name. Langwa. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. He's got it now. It's oh, good. dang. Okay, okay. I quiz him all the time. Sure. You got to, hey, you got to keep him on his toes. He's a big dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she gives me quiz, which are quizzicals, and tests, which are testicles. There it is. That's fun. Um, fantastic. Okay, well, so you're having fun. You're you're drunk as skunk. Uh, this is all allegedly, listeners. This is comedy. This is uh, 
theater of the mind. None of this really happened. Just so you know. Uh, I'm not drunk as skunk. I, however, no, you're not as drunk as skunk. You drunk. If if we're gonna uh, gauge how drunk I've been in the history of the podcast, yeah, this is definitely uh, in the top ten percent. I just don't love that you drove us home. I did. <laughs> I love that. No, I kept saying to him. I just I'm took like, a shot. You- are you, uh, that's true. He, that's not how quick shots work. He just got. I said, "Are you sure you're okay to drive us home? Like you're 100 percent sure?" And he was just like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good." And now he's like, "Oh, shut up! We're gonna talk 10, about Phantom Menace." Ten of podcasts. I've been drunk. I just so. I never drink home. on the podcast. That's what that's is, the thing. That's can Daniel hear me? She can't. Can she? I can. You can. Was yeah. he? Was he doing that thing where when he's driving, he's like fucking his body's in the back seat because he leans back so far, you know? That's oh edible. That's why you move the seat back so yeah. far. You have you can't see him through the pat through his window. You have to see him through the back pat the back seat window. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Danielle. He moved um the seat back really far when he yeah. got in. And I thought it's just because I usually have the seat really far because I'm shorter than mm-hmm. him. But he moves it back really far, and I was like, "Wow, that seems really far." Wow. Yeah, he does it because he, just he thinks my boob. Oh wow! Yeah, he does it. Uh, that's assault, brother. You edit us, that out. You want us to get in a try guy situation? Come on here. Uh, <laughs> he leans back like that because he thinks that if he's leaning back, he's driving casual, and the he cops looks, won't pull him over. He looks like more like comfortable. That yeah. makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking what a dipshit. I love you, buddy. Goddamn. Well, hey, you have fun at the park. I'll say that. Congratulations on your Bills win. Thank you. Stop trying to grab my boob. I'm not. Bryce, what does this show become? USA, number one. (laughs) What is it? Number one what? Take a piss. (sighs) Wives. What have I become? My only friend. What are you doing tonight? Uh, um, I'll do this podcast and then I'll make an easy dinner. Cool. You know, uh, a friend of the show, fan of the show, real and ever, Carmen Lagala. Oh, yeah. Is at the uh, Teehees tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. Opening for uh, Hari Kondabolu. Didn't know that. Doesn't it seem like Hari is a bigger name than Teehees? He did a great yeah. documentary called The Problem with the Pooh, where it's all about how, like, it fucks hey, you what up about if the you problem with, with the sea captain. No, but he did the documentary, and then we matched on Tinder, and I was like, oh, that guy's kind of famous. And then that was it. I was like, I, <laughs> I want to know about that. Uh, uh, I was watching The Simpsons the other day. Yeah. The one when, uh, you know, uh, Can I Borrow a Feeling? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the episode. Music yeah. And Homer starts feeling very insecure about his marriage with Marge, and there's a scene in it when uh, he's trying to relax her to sleep with the mm-hmm. soothing sounds of the ocean. He's like, Whoa. he's like, he or and then he tops it off with a matey. Uh, <laughs> give me a good cackle. Yeah. Pretty funny show. That show Simpsons. Um, Apparently my wife thinks I'm very much a Homer. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll bleep that out. I, hey man, your sexual orientation has nothing to do with us. Hell yeah! Can um, you say orientation, or is it? Uh, uh, I think it's uh, culturally uh, orientation inappropriate. To say orientalation. Oh shit! Jesus Christ! 
We're going to have some editing on this. Uh, beep, 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 beep. Um, did you, uh, what'd you do this week, bud? Oh boy. Uh, I love you wife. Get out of here. I went to a heavy metal show on Tuesday. That's right. Rock and roll. The the Cavalera bros were back together. Other than that, nothing. It's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. Snoozing. I I watched the shitty ass Hawkeyes the other night. I had a bonfire on Friday. Okay. Do a bunch of good fucking tunes out there. Yeah. Uh, who's who's invited to this bonfire? Was it just you? Uh, local Des Moines comic, uh, Ellie Whistler, very funny. Okay. And uh, my wife's friend, uh, Pete. Oh, it sounds like cool. Is this one of those swingers things? Uh, uh-uh. you guys all no. end up fucking each other and stuff. No way. Cool. Good. Uh, uh-uh. good. That'd be inappropriate if it was that. But yeah, good, uh, good little time. But other than that, a lot of, a lot of work. A lot of- cool. I've rocked the uh, 58 hour work week. So I, I got what they like to call a ringer yeah. around these parts. I did. I worked a little bit too. I, I had a show that I talked about, I think, because we did the show. This last week's episode came out late. So I, I did that show. Then fucking goddamn, dude, on Friday night, our Hello Beautiful show, Nasser and my show here in the uh-huh. neighborhood. I don't know what happened, but it was absolutely packed. Like if the biggest show we've had there had 15, no, had 22 people, you know, this one had 40. Like literally they went to the pizza shop up the street and grabbed chairs. So we'd have more chairs for the right for the people. And then people stood outside too. So it was awesome. That that fucking rules. Oh, it was awesome. And the audience was great. Got some, did some good bits that they liked and got video of, which is all you're ever trying to do these days. Um, I had a big week when it comes to stuff, dumb shit. Did you see my special? <laughs> I did, but I don't got the deets. Oh, did you, did you watch the video at all? Uh, no, I okay, I, I'm a bad friend. So, what it is, is I was like the other night I was bored and I was like, because we talked about that on the podcast about we should put out a special year special and what it should yeah. be and stuff. And so what I did was I took a 10 minute set from the Creek from back in the day and I just slowed it down in uh, Adobe so that it was an hour long. So then it's like a little bit of an opening and then it's like, Hey, I'm from Iowa. And then it's just a very slow hour long video. And then at the very end, there's some credits and it was funny because I posted it as a joke. Like, Hey everybody, my new specials up on YouTube. But then some people, like God Lover, our uh, friend of the show, Katie Boyle, shared uh-huh. it, sent me a nice message, commented on this. But I love this. I'm so excited. And then later she texts me. She's like, I thought my fucking phone was broken. I, I didn't know what was happening. So that was really fun. Got a little fun rise to get a lot of dumb messages like, hey, man, love that idea. That was silly. Um, and then on Friday afternoon, we put the Barf Crooks album out. I just worked a lot. And we're back. Ooh, wow. Time for training topics. I can't believe we made it here. That was a fucking heavy top of the show. It was. I bet you when listeners time stamping, that was like seven minutes, but a lot happened in that seven minutes. (laughs) Uh, What do you got, buddy? You got any new? What did you watch this week? You caught up? You started Andor yet? Uh, Not enough. Oh, it's so good. I, I, I still am two episodes in. 
I'm loving Andor. I love Good. it. I think it's I can't great. wait, especially having uh, just watched uh, Phantom Menace. Sure, because like, we're a Star Wars podcast. Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and, but I, I just haven't got a chance to. Uh, all I've really done as far as like hot trending shows, uh, the wife's been watching Midnight Club. I don't give a shit about that, but I it's been either. on a lot. Uh, but the latest episode of Rick and, Rick and Morty season six Very good. is a great course correction. And the last episode with the fortune cookies mm-hmm. and Jerry's mom was fucking. It's funny. The, the, I don't know what you call it, but like the one, two punch of the night episode, the episode where they have the night people. Yeah. That episode, I think is, it was great. I don't think I've ever liked an episode of Rick and Morty as much as I like that one. And then this one was insane, but also very, very good. Like, it was crazy, but it was like a totally different type of show. Especially when he's fighting everybody that's eating all the fortune cookies. And, like, you have, like, stuck on a wall guy Mm -hmm. and, like, uh, all those different little random fucking fortunes and shit. It was great. It's really fun. Yeah, it was a really good one. Um, You've seen, you where are you at with She-Hulk? Have not touched it. I'm way behind on pretty much all the Disney Marvel. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm, I, I think I got two episodes of Miss Marvel, zero Hawkeye, zero She-Hulk. I'm glad that it's there. Cause eventually I'm going to have like a bored Sunday, Yeah. but like between my schedule right now and football season, it's like, yeah. it's too it's hard. Not hap- it's not happening, baby. Yeah. I'll say this. I think, I don't know where I'd put She-Hulk. I like it. It's definitely something different and uh, silly. Yeah. I, I love I the idea it. of it. And the most recent episode, we finally got Daredevil, and it was really cool. I really loved it. And also, I loved it not having seen the entire Netflix Daredevil series. Yeah. I guess because he's portrayed a slightly different, even though it's the same guy. Um, but it's really fun. And so I like that. And brother, here's something you can watch without any thought about anything. You don't need to watch the whole thing. You don't need to watch 12 episodes. Go, You and Danielle, sit down and watch Werewolf by Night. Oh, I want to watch that. I, I finally got around to uh, on the subject Werewolf Within. Oh, so good, huh? And that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Little buff boys. Little, Little buff, buff boys. boys. Yeah, but that's that all movie... I kept thinking the entire time watching it. That I love that movie. I thought that was fantastic. Ah, hey, uh, kind of hey. bums me out. I'll, I'll make we Could had you... we oh. had nachos today at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, my wife was eating all the loaded nachos, oh, and I was no. like, "I was like, hey, can we get somebody over here? That's against the rules. Yeah, that it's against the rules for one person to eat all the loaded nachos." And she was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about. What a scam!" I loved how you presented that, like it was, "Hey, we have to talk about something." Um, uh, I was arrested again. Uh huh. Like that's how you presented yeah. that. Um. Golly, though, uh, I actually the other night after after Hello Beautiful, when I was all like amped up and high, I uh, did watch like nine sketches from I Think You Should Leave. It's so easy to <laughs> it's rewatch. So fucking good. I, I want every sketch from I Think You Should Leave to be like to be like the first eight seasons of The Simpsons for me. I want like a hit clicks. Remember those things from like the early 2000s? I want like a little thing that hangs on my keychain that I can just press play on. And then it yeah. is one episode, one sketch. I'm. I'm way too proud of my dumb meme where Oh yeah. You're good. Buddy, I started a whole fucking I thought it would be a hit. But it sucked. (laughs) But fucking sucked.
Uh, maybe we could buy a couple of them. You gotta get them all, otherwise it's there's no yeah. fucking deal. <laughs> it's gotta be yeah. quality on my end. Uh, this, uh, Werewolf by Night, buddy, kicks ass. Good. And I don't know been, the wife. Uh, that seems like one of the ones I can sell to her. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's no. There is no connection to anything. I mean, it, there's probably like if you watch the screen crush video, there is, but like, Born. it's you just like a this? crazy story, huh? Chris Pratt is Mario voice oh, yeah. baffles fans after first listen. Holy shit, it's just literally Chris Pratt's voice. Mm-hmm. Did you hear my? Did you see my thing I, I tweeted? Chris Pratt, lame, but Jack Black rules. Did you see the video I posted Mario yesterday? trailer. Mario trailer? Oh, yeah. I saw that. It was fucking great. I re-edited the Mario trailer so that it was the Dinosaurs TV show trailer. And then at the end, when Mario says what? It's actually uh, Chris Pratt saying fuck instead of what? <laughs> uh, I Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it looks like shit, but who cares? That's not for me. You know, it's like yeah. this. It's like the Smurfs movies. Who cares? It's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, here's some more trending topics. Throw them at me. Sounds like uh, old TB12 mm-hmm. and Giselle are getting a divorce. Yeah, I guess he's getting into Star Wars. I heard something about the Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, wow, one of things. See, and I, it's funny that Giselle gets as much run as she does because I would have no idea who she was if she wasn't married to the goat. Which is funny because she's more famous than him to the world. And she's really? richer than him. Oh, well, at least she was 10 years ago. She's like the biggest supermodel on Does Earth. Does modeling really pull it down like that? Money-wise, especially. And face, hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, you gotta sell cologne. But what she did was is she took so much time away. Like, if she was somebody else, somebody else could have really turned that career into a lot more. But she took time to be a mom. So yeah. She's pissed. I love it. I love that he fumbled that so hard that, that goddamn bag. Uh, he, she's one of the hottest people on earth. I want her to get. Here's what I want: is I want her. They get a divorce, and then I want her to either end up with Leo DiCaprio because that's who he dated she before. Is way too old for Leo. I agree, right? But then what if she marries Eli Manning? That would be the best, right? <laughs> she starts fucking Eli. Yeah. And then Tom's uh, got Tom's got to be in those commercials. Like no matter like, what, either yeah. of them are going to be doing just fine. Yeah, way better than all of us fucking plebs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hear about this? Tell me about it. Throw it at me. Bad news for all of us uh, TJ Miller heads. <laughs> Turns out uh, <laughs> TJ Miller will not be returning for Deadpool three. No. Uh, from TJ Miller, Miller apparently Ryan Reynolds hates him. Mm-hmm. He fucking hates him. Yeah, I guess he's hard to work with and a piece of shit human being. Did you Who'd have guessed? Did you listen to that interview at all? No, I I fell into it the other day. That is so funny because it's like TJ Miller is absolutely removed from his persona who he is from everything he's done over the last five six oh, he years hasn't noticed how like his job opportunity he, he was dude there was a window yeah uh in the silicon valley days where tj miller was not completely annoying mm-hmm. and shitty whereas like 
know, I kind of, I, I get TJ Miller and mm-hmm. then all the shit fell out and it was like, Oh yeah, fuck that dude. Yeah, and he did my open mic once, and I it was like uh, life. Yeah, it was like a Jamie career Dillian. moment. It was like a career moment, you know. That's um, on the bucket list. Fucking crazy. And then he, um, but yeah, he talks like he, this episode was recorded five, seven years ago. He's like, you know, I'm, I love being in movies. I love acting, you know, and stuff like that. But I'm just Ryan and I aren't friends no more. And it's like you're a fucking nightmare, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Golly, what else? Throw more. You're you're good at this when you're drunk. Oh my, oh, oh, oh my, killing it. Uh, here we go. I don't know if you know about this. Uh, Bros star Billy Eichner uh, yeah. reacts to quote unquote disappointing box office opening, saying straight people just didn't show up. Uh, here's a little tip, Billy. Nobody cares about rom coms these days. Yeah, like. I, I look forward to seeing bros. I saw yeah. the trailer. It's like, I'll, watch it on I'll fucking watch the fucking out of that. But like, I'm not going to the fucking theater to see that shit. Yeah, I no. believe it was. Uh, I'm not so- even going to the theater right now to go see fucking the X uh, sequel, you know? Oh, yeah. Pearl. Pearl. Like the only uh, bros movie I give a fuck about is the aforementioned Super Mario Bros. Yeah. Which isn't out yet. Okay? I do wish it would have done better because, like, it's kind of funny seeing the backlash retrospectively where it's like, no, I, I would have gone seeing the show, but, like, it just literally looked like a streaming movie. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where uh, somebody else pointed this out. Um, Two things. One, uh, I don't think, yeah, like, it... it what did he expect? Did he think it was going to be the number one movie in the country when a rom-com hasn't been in 15 years or whatever? Yeah. And then second, somebody was like the way he reacted, him making that statement, tweeting that thing is the kind of thing that he would have made fun of when he was on that show, difficult people, which was great. But like he made fun of the self righteous Hollywood people who would say shit like that. So it's weird. It's like, I, I, I get what he's saying, and I also understand the idea that you make a movie and it's really hard and stuff like that, and and how important it is because it's all like, uh, you know, uh, gay gay creators and gay crew uh, producers and stuff. But like, it's not my fucking fault. Your movie flopped, and don't put it on me. You know, like that happens every once in a while. I'm straight as fuck. You know, every once in a while, there's like a movie, and it's like, hey, and, everybody, yeah. we gotta go. We all gotta go see. Captain Marvel this weekend because if we don't, the, the Chuds win. win. And it's like I don't think that's I don't think that's true. Disney Disney's gonna I, win. I, I do really hate how much media has that as mm-hmm. its fucking uh uh you know the push for a new show where it's like uh if you look at the new Velma series on HBO yeah. Max where it's like the old I mean, I get it because you're going to get publicity from both sides and shit, but it's also like, I don't really give a fuck, you know, even though uh, if it wasn't for Harley Quinn, I would not give a fucking shit about Velma. Yeah. uh, How it stands. But uh, considering HBO Max has got Harley Quinn going and I have you seen have you seen Velma at all? Is it out? No. No, no, no. I was getting ready to come out, but it's I like uh, the the it's trailer. More adult oriented. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The trailer was really good. Did you watch that? And I don't give a fuck about 
race. I haven't watched the trailer, but I do not give a zero fucks about race changing yeah. characters that have like there Character. is absolutely nothing about Shaggy or Velma that have to do like their character are not based on their fucking whiteness. Yeah. I don't really give a fuck if they're not white. You know yeah. what I mean? hundred like, percent. Yeah. Who gives a shit? But, when uh, the trailer it is, it is kind of fucking annoying where it seems like the entire like media push for a new show seems to be like the wokeness of it, I guess. There was just a, there's a thing. Let me see if I can find the title of that. What that's called. Um, Sarah Zed, who is a YouTuber I love, just put out a sacrificial trash. That's the term that I don't know if that's her term or if that's what they've come come up with. But the premise of sacrificial trash is like um, the new Little Mermaid movie. That movie's not going to be good from the jump. So then if you put all the thing on how, well, people were just mad because it was a black aerial. Yeah. If the producers and everything put that on there, then it becomes sacrificial trash. When it's like, well, no, the movie wasn't good because those movies have been bad. And sometimes that stuff does work out. But like that, that's kind of the point. And I think from the trailer that the Velma show looks fun because it starts off with her reading like blogs about how they're doing uh, a Judy Jetson movie prequel and she's all pissed off about it because it's going to ruin it. And then it ends with her being like, at least they kept her white and then it shows her face and then she's brown. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, Golly, golly. Lots of good stuff. What about sports? Now, uh, your Hawkeyes lost. My Cyclones lost. We're really in the dumps no, right now. The Hawkeyes didn't lose. The people that watched it lost. <laughs> Uh, I saw something about Kirk Ferentz's uh, contract. If they let him go, they have to pay him like $11 million. He's not going anywhere, and he doesn't deserve to go anywhere. What has he fucking done? Like, what do... I'm not being... I don't know how you feel about him, but like... He has a shitload of eight-win seasons. For the Hawkeye fans who love him, what do they expect? Do they think he's just going to accidentally, after 20-some years... They win won them 10 a games a year ago. You know how many teams fucking wish they could do that? Yeah, but what is the point, though, if you don't keep going? You know, like, I don't know. It I just seems so... Let's just, I'm going to... Let's fucking wrap it up. I'll throw this can away, and we'll fucking talk Phantom Menace. All right, Cyclone's not doing hot, but it's fine. And uh, Nebraska won. I'm very happy. Did you see it said Ream in their locker room? <laughs> yeah. That was really weird. Yeah. Ream I'm watching Jean. this a video and it just says ream really big in the Rutgers away locker room um yeah but that was fun um Mets uh bonered up the first game of the three game playoff uh won last night handedly and hopefully they'll win tonight handedly I'd love to see us moving on um other than that I feel like yeah that is a good spot to stop and go back and take a break and go into our Star Wars I can't wait you got to piss or something, huh? Is that it? You want to yeah. go get high or something? Yeah, okay. I'm going to do a shot, grab a beer, and come back and talk about Star Wars. The Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by... Kazi, Jennifer L. Matt. John. Grammarhole. Edward S. Joan. Emmett. Christina A. Hank Finch. Mike Hawes. Brian. Sophie. Adam S. Shank. And listeners like you.
All right, buddy. It's time to talk about the Phantom Menace. Fuck yeah. Star Wars. What are we going to call this? Star Wars. Episode quarter? one. Star Wars quarter, though. What is this theme? John Candy month. <laughs> oh, uh, we have, we'll figure it out. We got yeah, fucking whatever. two and a half months. Yeah. So the Star Wars last half of the month, the last half of the year starts. Uh, now you rewatched this this morning, I assume. Yep, and a little bit last night. Okay. Uh, okay, so right away, what were your initial, what was your headspace going into it? Were you going into it like you're researching a movie for the podcast? Or did you go into it like, I'm just going to try to watch this with new eyes? Uh, mostly just like I'm just excited to put on a comfortable a pair of shoes. Got you it. You know what okay. I mean? Mm-hmm. And those and, shoes uh, are Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Dude, Qui-Gon rocks. Yeah, I watched it this afternoon, and uh, a lot of things jumped out at me that I ha- I've seen differently. Also, yeah, man, I'm not not to sound like a chud from 2001, but fucking Jar Jar sucks. Yeah, I've always wanted to be a Jar Jar apologist. But, yeah, uh, same thing. I there's uh, so much going on with Jar Jar where it's both. We'll get into it. Both Jar Jar and Anakin drag this movie the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's We're some not, legit Anakin's bad parts. not as bad as Jake Lloyd is. Yeah. Uh, but Jake Lloyd fucking sucks. Yeah, it's weird. And there's other stuff too that is unfortunately like... Star Wars chuds uh let him know that yeah. for a majority of his developmental years. But yeah, he, uh now I think he like rips the heads off rabbits or something um, on YouTube. But still, he fucking sucked as an actor. And the, there's a lot of bad acting in this movie. It's the Phantom Menace uh, has got some shit you can hang your fucking hat on. Yeah. Unlike Revenge of Skywalker. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Rise maybe of Skywalker. when we get around to rewatching it, I might find something I like about it. But uh, at least Phantom Menace has like multiple things where I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And I like that to like help it out. Mm-hmm. And like the whole like just Palpatine being a fucking snake. Yeah. Is fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many little things that I think because of the way they film that they used like early green screens and shit like that. The, like any scene in Naboo when they're like in the throne room or wherever, when any of those scenes where it's like the the guard and like yeah. Padme and stuff, nobody's eye lines match up. It's like yeah. they all were shot separately. I thought and then they're just like, we'll fix it in in a computer in a Mac or whatever. Yeah. And I nothing felt, looks real. I felt everything looked decently real up until the big final battle on Naboo between the jewel. And- like that's it wor- bad. I think it works out great that the battle between uh the Trade Federation and the Gungans took place in a valley. Yeah. Uh, because uncanny. In my- <laughs> yeah, it was the uncanny valley. I think that um I think what something if like not now, but maybe in like 10 years we'll be at this point where people can animate shit a lot easier and quicker and faster. Yeah. And I think at some point what they should do is use Somebody should take the voices from this and animate like a Rebels or Clone Wars style version where all of that stuff doesn't bother yeah. you because it's yeah. animated. 
Phantom Menace, and uh, I haven't rewatched it since uh, we did our prequel trilogy episode like four years ago. Mm-hmm. But Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones are both very much in that realm of there is 30% of really cool shit going on, but like there's so much stuff dragging the movie yeah. down where like if you're a lore head like we are mm-hmm. you know where we're star wars fans so yeah. like the lore really helps carry the first two movies in the prequels yeah. like and i mean that's also the lore also really helps elevate revenge of the sith which is by far the best of the three tre- uh prequels prequels yeah but uh Another thing that's super weird, I was thinking about this today when I was watching it with the lore is like they obviously like they looked at some of the EU stuff. Yeah. To like base this stuff with. Right. And then we changed that like we didn't. But like then they later changed all that stuff. So there are like motivations happening with Qui-Gon and with Palpatine and stuff that aren't that are no longer that. You know what what I'm saying? Like Qui-Gon was making decisions because of one thing. And then they changed that. So now it's like he's making decisions because of something else that happened, and, and it's weird. Wygon is consistently great, and if it wasn't for him, this movie would suck shit. Yeah, Qui-Gon's very good, and I uh, I was watching... Here's a couple things I uh, say. First off, okay, so I'll... My little scene by... Or not scene by scene, but, like, here we go. The opening rules on the ship, I think that is the Trade Federation ship. I think all that's very good. I like yeah. the battle and stuff. Plus... What I love is it's one of the first times mm-hmm. that we get to see like fully powered Jedi's being fully powered. Yeah. Jedis. And going after. Yeah. It's great. The droid, the cars it, are cool. It's really fucking great where uh, the trade Federation guys, I can't think of their uh, yeah. species name, but they're like, have you ever encountered a Jedi before? And I'm trying not to be too there's, racist. No, there's a I... funny part where they're like, there's a funny part where they're like when they're talking to Padme or you know Queen Amidala, yeah, they're like, "Oh, we would never do that. Of course we didn't. We're not gonna attack you." And then the camera goes dead, and they're like, "We're gonna attack her, right?" It's like yeah. it's like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> like the, the Trade Federation attacks Naboo. I'm like right? Yeah. Um, maybe I'll make that as a quick edit because that is is exactly what it like. Literally in the time of the movie, like six hours later, they're holding guns on her in her castle, right? Yeah. So it's like, what the heck? Um, but like, yeah, so, so I love that part, everything from when they get to Naboo until they get back on the ship to head towards Tatooine and escape that. And with like R2-D2 going out and doing all the shit. Yeah, that the rules. Thing. Like, that's and all seeing great. all the other astromech. But all that stuff got, in like, the blasted to shit. All that stuff in the middle of that should have been like a sentence. Like yeah. none of that stuff. We didn't need any of the Jar Jar stuff. The... We could have used like, the Gungan stuff, but it doesn't. The Gungan stuff isn't. Jar Jar only exists uh, to make the Gungan, the Gungan connection later and in the movie. So they have an army when they go back to Naboo. It's really but, sad how George Lucas thought Jar Jar was going to be like a hit. I thought it was going to be a hit, but it sucked. Like, <laughs> but it fucking he, sucks. He really did. Like he was like, this yeah. is going to be the 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 thing it, that people- here. Here's the best example. Of George Lucas thinking Jar Jar is going to be a hit. Yeah. Okay. When they crash land on Tatooine. Yeah. They go into Moss Eisley. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, Qui Gon Jinn's like, yeah, I'm going to go into Moss Eisley. For whatever fucking reason, he's like, 
you know, I'm not going to take, you know, the military trained <laughs> guy from the ship. I'm not going to take the pilot. I'm not going to take Obi-Wan, my best fucking friend. Yeah. I'm going to take this cl- this clumsy ass Gungan who got exiled yeah. from the Gungans for being clumsy for basically the excuse for it. I'm going to take him into, into Moss Eisley and kind of like feel out the situation to find out what the fuck's going how, on. Like, how, how funny would it have been? If- the only fucking reason Jar Jar Binks is going to Moss Eisley with Qui-Gon Jinn is so he can get farted on yeah. and has a have his lips going just to be comic fodder i get sebulba pissed off i nodded off watching it today i felt i like took a little snooze and the fart the weird me the weird camel fart thing yeah. woke me up and i was like Ugh. um how funny would it have been okay earlier in the movie there there's tons the- of fucking oh. edits out there with no jar jar and it makes sense earlier in the movie they're on naboo and uh Jar Jar's taking, he's like, oh, I'll take you to see my family. My people would be awesome, cool, see, or whatever the fuck. And then he dumps in the water like an asshole, and then they go in and they swallow swim down. Well, I had two things. One, there's CGI fish everywhere that are like swimming in the same direction as him. What do those fish do when they just swim into that door to that Gungan city? Oh, they do. They just swim in and then they're like, blah, 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 yeah. you know? Um, but wouldn't it be funny if when Jar Jar's like, awesome, awesome people's down here. And then they walk in there and Qui-Gon's like, uh, yeah, uh, this guy, yeah, he owes me a life debt. And then all the other Gungans are like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. Like, they all talk nothing like him. Yeah. It's <laughs> a thing. That's a choice he's making. Which all the Gungans do like, oh, we sadudu. Yeah. <laughs> Um, good boss Nos right there. Literally, one of the worst things in this movie is right there when they're getting ready to leave, because it's like it's go bad... through the planet. Oh. No, it's like a bad. It's like a bad line read, and is it's as if they had the audio, but they something was supposed to happen, but it didn't happen. So, because it's like Jar Jar going like, "I'm gonna stay in here." What's what am I talking about? Of course I'm gonna go. But like nothing happened. Why did he say all of that? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but all of that, even the stuff that's good about that, like the whole through the center of the earth stuff and the well, big fish. Yeah. Fucking we don't need nothing. Like, it's bad. World building wise, like Gungan shit's fucking cool, but Jar Jar sucks and it drags it down. There's a like, comic the whole idea of them having to go through the planet core, fucking rules. The idea of there being like underwater fucking civilizations and fucking ponds and stuff. That's fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. but yeah, dude. And I want to be a Jar Jar apologist. And like, there's those episodes where Jar Jar fucks and he's running around with Mace Windu and Clone Wars. Yeah. Shit like that. But like, he um, and, and, and I hate the idea of the backlash that the actor got from yeah, totally. playing I such a shitty character. It's that thing we mentioned last like, time. It's sacrificial trash. Like he, it sucks, but it also sucks what the response was. Yeah. Um, my God. But then yeah, so I love. Yeah. I actually really like even the Jar Jar bullshit. I don't like the farting and the. Yeah, but there's, I do love I'm the Tatooine. There's too much Jar Jar. And there's too much Anakin in this movie. 
And both Jar Jar and Anakin have a very bad habit of uh, winning with chaos, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like the entire third act where both you have him stumbling into a gun and then yeah yeah and then the same thing with anakin just being like an idiot blows up the whole thing yeah 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 that just fucking really takes the stakes away but like yeah whatever it's fucking star war you know you always gotta you always gotta fucking balance out star wars the fact it's for fucking kids so I was 18, 17 the first time I saw Phantom Menace. I guarantee there were fucking eight-year-olds who thought it was a fucking shit that Anakin's in a ship blasting stuff. But it's just like... I still have fun with it. And 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 nothing will take away how I felt when I saw it. Phantom Menace. summer. Yeah, exactly. The hype for Phantom Menace coupled with the shit that works in it Mm -hmm. will always carry Phantom Menace enough for me a mm. lot more than attack of the clones yeah like, i don't give a shit i hate the goddamn play-by-play announcer yeah. from the fucking uh greg Proops pod from line yeah from the pod race scene yeah. but i still love the pod race scene you know what i mean just like the sound effects of pod racers and everything yeah. you know I think i'm just i when I watch this movie today, I, I didn't. I watched everything, but I watched the whole movie. But if I'm going to watch this movie, I'm going to watch the Tatooine segment up into the pod race. Then I'm going to fast forward to the end of the pod race. And then I'm going to watch everything up until that fucking Nintendo 64 cut screen battle starts yeah. in the uncanny valley there. You know, um, I and for I how like often anytime, I've seen this movie. Yeah, I don't remember shit about Coruscant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this movie takes place on Tatooine and Naboo. Yeah. And like there is no Coruscant. So every time I rewatch it, I'm like, oh yeah, we had all this shit going on. And then uh I don't know. I can't put myself in 1998 me shoes. Yeah. But uh are uh, it's obvious when they do the cutaway at the funeral scene. But are we supposed to know that Palpatine is the Emperor? Buddy, that was my question forever. That's always what I thought about this movie. Like, it's you obvious. Told me on it's this obvious podcast retrospectively that yes. watching the movie. Yeah. Especially when they're at the Qui-Gon funeral scene. It's like, yeah. who did we kill? The Master or the Apprentice? And they cut the fucking uh, mm-hmm. Shmi Palpatine uh, there. And if we were smart, there's other things like Shmi Pal like a uh, Shiv Shmi or Shmi Shiv, yeah. whatever the fuck his name is. Shiv Palpatine, is that his name? Yeah. Uh when they cut to him, his music is the same as the Emperor's music. Sometimes yeah. like different versions of it. But that was a conversation I always had. And you one time on this show told me that we are to know that. Because we're supposed to have God caught co- like we well, have he's like the, the same actor. So if you're like on message boards in 1999, you yeah. know it. And like it's fucking but like if I'm a nine-year-old boy. No. If I'm a nine-year-old boy, you have no fucking clue. I'm not, and I've never seen any other Star Wars. I'm am I supposed to be shocked as shit in episode in Revenge of the Sith when he you see it turn? Yeah. As, just like I was supposed to be shocked as shit when you find out it Luke should is. be, even if they cut to fucking Palpatine yeah. when uh 
you know, Mace Windu and Yoda are having their fucking. Do you think there's out. anybody that was like a little kid that was like, my favorite Star Wars character is uh, uh, Palpatine, Chief Palpatine, or whatever? Fuck. No. He like he loved the senator but and was so heartbroken when it it's happened. It's so funny rewatching the prequels and just seeing the entire time when you know the scope of everything, and you can see fucking Palpatine playing both fucking sides. Yeah. And like, I mean, he, it is interesting and stuff. The one thing that sucks yeah. is when you try to put your Rise of the Skywalker brain in it, and then you're like, okay, so he's doing everything. He's in charge of everything. It's like, come on, man, fuck you. Yeah. One thing I, one thing I love about this movie is when the droid, there's this one droid when they're trying to leave Naboo City to to go to Tatooine, or you know, to escape, and they end up going to Tatooine. And he's like, we're getting, we're getting the queen, the princess out of here. And the one droid's like, uh, let me check on that. You're not going anywhere. And he does like a, a like a little point. That's yeah. so silly. Um, I just feel like if we could rewrite history, right? Let let George Lucas make these movies with the animation team of the Clone Wars and let everybody be chill with that. And I bet yeah. we would have had three fucking sick ass movies. Bad the- acting would be out the window. There it would so look much, different, but it would look different so on purpose. There's so much random bad acting. Uh, it's like they got like, com- like everybody's mi- bodyguard, that black dude. Yeah. Everything and, he says sucks shit. Well, and um, I don't think he's that's he's the biggest example. I don't think he's a bad actor. I think no. he's just not. I don't think anybody else is there. I think he's acting on a green oh, yeah. screen alone. A hundred percent. It's a lot of this, so much of the Phantom is it, Menace is people acting in front of a green screen. When like we haven't done that yet, you no. Know what I mean, is it her dad? Is it is that who that guy with the beard is? That's on Naboo. Is that her dad, or is that just some random Naboo senator type guy? Just a random Naboo. Is that senator. guy same thing? It's like it really does feel like it feels like you're in a movie, and then all of a sudden they're watching a movie, and the movie inside the movie is really yeah. bad. It feels like cut or cut screens from video games. Also, all the child actors. Oh yeah. When Annie's friends get introduced, it's super it's fucked like, up that one of these we cut them out. Like we got two hours and fifteen minutes of this movie. I don't need Annie's friends being like, he's never finished the race and I can't act. Well, it's fucked up that one of them is Guido. Greedo. Is so that Greedo those... or is it just uh it's, same race? It is. It is. One of there's two of those, whatever those are called. I can't think of what that race is called. But there's two of them. One of them is is Greedo, like in canon. And so it's mm-hmm. like, well, what the fuck now? I just know this little baby boy gets his head blown off. My Hans. God damn, it's crazy. Hey, buy us some time. Oh, shit. He's got to go shit or piss. Oh, his microphone fell over. So that's exciting. Um, so Here's some other thoughts I got about. Uh, fan- okay, so obviously I saw Phantom Menace in the theater. Um eighth grade last day of eighth grade saw it with my mom saw it like four times really enjoy it in retrospect re-watching it now a lot of problems with it and i maybe i've touched on this before on the show but probably since we've done hundreds of star wars episodes but Rima was telling them about how my 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 the the, the prequels were one thing and then disney announced they were going to make more star wars movies and then the yeah. prequels became another thing because I thought of them a different direct way, right? And then the pre the the sequel series came out and Rise of Skywalker fucking sucked. And so then the now the prequels are kind of different again. Like I'm looking at them again differently, right? Yes. Um, 
it's really surprising to me. And I guess there's other movies. Like, I bet you there's a Harry Potter movie that's like this and shit. And like, oh, for instance, The Hobbits. Like, The Hobbits and The Lord of the Rings movies takes place in the same universe. But like, The Lord of the Rings movies kick ass and the, the second Hobbit movie is unwatchable, right? Yeah. And that's kind of thing. It's really weird to me that Empire and Rogue One and Last Jedi are supposed to be taking place in the same universe as this fucking thing, right? And like, also, when... Like imagine on Coruscant, right? When they're when all this stuff is happening on Coruscant, like that's the same planet from fucking Andor where they're like in the streets running around and shit. Like it's so removed. Imagine if you saw like on Naboo, if you if they just panned over and you saw the Mandalorian over there, it would feel like you were watching two different, completely different things. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a that's a problem that this series has with the the working with the technology that they had. I mean, that was a huge deal with the Revenge of the uh, Return. Wait, what's it called? The, the third one. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Um, That was a huge deal with it was that it's all green screen. The whole movie shot green screen except for the last scene. Yeah. And so it's like, well, is that really? I don't know. I, like, was, I was kind of surprised watching uh phantom menace how real how much of it felt yeah you know what i mean like really outside of that uh gungan uh battle droid fight from the uh, battle of naboo at the end mm-hmm. everything felt pretty real and i was uh even jar jar yeah. uh like looked and felt well- like real and lived in one thing for, they did for well, the most part one thing they did well with jar jar is they shot it with Ahmed Best in a rubber suit. Yeah. And so, like, at least that when it's like him, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, their li- eye lines are all the same. They've yeah. done that well, but they didn't do that with other actors. So, like, the fucking, you know, like uh, uh, the the separatists and, like, um, the rest of the Gungans, yeah. they're not people. They're There's just... definitely a lot of scenes in there where people are just acting off of. A they don't ball. know what the fuck they're acting a off of. A tennis ball on a broom. And it really takes you out of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty, I mean, still though, I, it's so, it's so complicated. Cause it's like, I'm 37 and I still Boy. put this on and we'll watch it and not hate it. Like I, I, I definitely zone out sometimes. Because stuff, but... you, that, well, there is enough good things going on with the phantom menace. Yeah. That make it what like. It doesn't take much, but Darth Maul and some fucking pod oh, racing. thousand percent. I, th- well, I, you pod racing's on your side of the table, I guess. I don't love that scene, but to me, the interaction between Anakin and Obi Wan is the whole thing. Or excuse me, between Obi Wan and Qui Gon is the whole thing. Oh, Qui Gon carries the fucking Phantom Menace. Yeah, and you know? and that story is the story of Phantom Menace. The story of Phantom Menace should, and maybe I'm maybe I'm just armchair film studies youtuber right now because yeah. i don't think this has been thought out at all so i could be completely bullshit but i think the story of the phantom menace is oh the this the building of obi-wan his best friend watching him die he dies now he's got all this responsibility he's praying a promise he got to do this he knows this bad guy darth maul that's like a thing you know like that is what the story should be but instead mm. it gets misremembered as the story of baby Anakin and the emperor and stuff. And- Obi-Wan's very interesting too in the Phantom Menace too. Cause not only that first act 
he has all the best lines. He does. Like he is a comic relief. There, there is a really good Ewan McGregor. Like Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan just has a smart ass fucking, but not like totally taking the shit out of yeah. what scene we're watching uh, mentality, and he does it throughout throughout uh phantom menace especially he also i'd say of every character luke has this well i guess in the original series luke han and leia all have this but i'd say in the prequels and and the, the sequel series i think oh uh ewan mcgregor's obi-wan is the most the character with the most uh, like natural growth that you watch happen and you believe yeah. it whereas like i don't believe that poe in a Poe in episode whatever uh, Force Awakens is the same, you know, doesn't nothing changes, right? Um, but like you see him in that first scene, and then imagine him when he's killing Anakin at the end. That is a guy who's been on a journey, and we saw that journey, yep. and he's grown, and he's wiser, and he's had problems, and he's you know. Whereas like you don't see that with other people, like even Anakin, I don't get it. I mean, Anakin. The only way Anakin makes sense is if he's being completely brainwashed by Palpatine at all times. And if you watch Clone Wars, or if you watch Clone Wars, that's a that's the bad side about the the prequels is if you take them on their own, they're not good. But if you've watched and uh, ingested the hours and hours of supplemental fucking uh media that goes along with it they're fucking great my um well you helped create it so if it ever gets sold as a tv show you're definitely going to be a co-writer co-creator but uh southern darth vader is <laughs> uh because of that i'm constantly thinking of star wars stuff to do and a Hell lot of yeah. like the other day i like it's literally it's like what the what the hell why hey hey why don't we ever talk about ahsoka like the idea that like the Clone Wars has so much cool shit happening and it's like not making it to screen. Yeah. Uh, and like sometimes, especially when it comes to Revenge of the Sith, uh, things happen. I Like I when before I watch Revenge of the Sith, I have a hard time remembering what stuff I know about these characters because of the movies and what stuff I know about these characters because of the Clone Wars, which is fine because I'm supposed to do that. But if I was if I'm trying to watch these movies as movies on their own, then it's like, well, I know he's being this way, but he's being this way because of all this stuff that they don't know why he's being this way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. My favorite thing was just trying to like close my eyes and be like, okay, now imagine that Din Djarin's in this universe and imagine that, you know, like uh, the fucking events of Rogue One are not that far away, like 20 years away, you know, and stuff like, hey, really good. How the fuck do Watto's wings work? Like I'm looking at Watto, and like the physics of Watto just don't make sense to me. Nah, he's got these little wings, and he's a fat little fuck. Yeah, how uh, how's he flying? Maybe he uses you know how like Peter Pan uses happy thoughts. Maybe he uses his hateful thoughts. Okay, you know what that I mean. Out. Yeah, that could be it. Um, how so, do you feel about midichlorians? Um, I'm fine with it. I never felt like it was some like betrayal. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh, I have a head cannon. Yeah. For Metaclorians, where it's pretty much just like uh, they're kind of like a force sensitive parasite. 
Sure. Where it's like the more force sensitive you are, the higher metachlorian count you're going to have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm not a science person. So to me, it's like, to me, it's like, uh, and I think this is kind of what you're saying too, but like Lamar Jackson has more midichlorians than I do. Yeah. Right. Like, that that's kind of what it is. It's like L- Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes and like all these guys, they have a lot higher m- midichlorians as opposed to, you know, like uh, me or you, but it doesn't ruin the fact that you have to be special to have these. It's like, yes. well, their parents didn't know when they were born that they had these midichlorians. It's not like it's nepotism handed down. Um, it's just because of how they are. Um, yeah. Goddamn. Midichlorians. And I, I, of course, I can't, I got to say it. I love the scene where he checks his midichlorians and it's really yeah. weird. I like that. Um, I like his mom. Okay. I feel like we really, his got mom hosed. was really okay with them just taking him. They needed to either be like, she needed to be like more, uh, like she needed to either be like Jen's parents in Rogue One. Or she needed to be like way more like lovey, 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 sort of like um, almost like a sugary mom. Like, oh, my gosh, you should go. Of course you could. Or she needed to be like, you got to get out of here because she's kind of in the middle. And then it does seem kind of cold. Uh, and speaking of him at home, the one un- I guess kind of if you want to say unforgivable, I think one of the dumbest things they ever it's added him into building Star Wars. C-3PO. Him building C-3PO. Yeah. No fucking reason. C-3PO is a type of droid that they have all over the universe. Like if C-3PO looked fucking crazy and didn't look like any other droid we've ever seen, then I'd believe a little kid built it. But it's like that. No, fuck. That guy came off an assembly line somewhere. Yeah. Which is, which is funny, too, because the flip side, the introduction to R2-D2 uh, is great. Rules. Oh, yeah. Perfect. You know? Um, and there's also when there's all a, the other fucking Astro uh, mech droids are getting blown the fuck off of uh, the starship. And then they bring them in and they're like, what's that droid's number? And it's like, R2-D2. Yeah. It's like, that's the guy. Yeah, that's that guy I was talking about. Speaking of which, uh, while we're talking about scenes where people like R2-D2 are getting introduced, it is so crazy watching this movie now today from today's lens yeah and like the complete zero there's like hardly any fucking like easter egg fucking bullshit like yeah you know how much movies are just pulled nowadays where it's like oh we're gonna introduce somebody at the very end and that that'll yeah get people fucking excited like the fact that none of that i mean they learn you have the droids and and a job of the hut showing up but there's not like any cheap like hey we're looking for cheap pops well just the fact that they killed darth maul and he's dead like they didn't know the creators weren't like at some point he's gonna come back and have middle oh, yeah. like he's dead and so like the, the 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 coolest thing they did in this movie they killed him and not the same way that they kill like run ryan when they killed um Snoke in Last Jedi. That was a different kind of a killing. This was like a, they won, they did it, and it's just it's so weird that that happens at the last at the in the first movie. They knew they were making three movies. Blood squib. Oh, so good. It's I really love that whole like 
I, I think that I'm, I'm not alone. Scene, that's one of the high points of the movie. Everybody agrees with that. Like yeah. between the duel of fates, and you have that whole scene where uh Darth Maul and Qui-Gon are caught in the fucking uh Yeah, the red the, rooms and stuff. The red rooms and you have the contrast of Qui-Gon peacefully meditating while uh Darth Maul's pacing back and forth like a fucking animal getting ready to attack and and Obi-Wan wants to catch up with them to be able to fucking help out and shit. It's just like it's great. I have a question. Did in Clone Wars did Darth Maul and Anakin interact all that often? Ever? Not that I can think of. I just know there's Ahsoka and Obi-Wan. Like yeah. him and Obi-Wan all yeah. the time. Because what like I was thinking when is when him and Savage oppress uh, take over Mandalore. It's all Obi-Wan related. In. Yeah. Because what I was thinking is I wanted to do one I wanted to do a uh a Southern Darth Vader that's like uh People are always asking me about, well, like, what's Darth Maul like? And it's like, dude, I don't know the fucking guy. I saw him one time when I was a kid in the desert. He seemed like an asshole. That's it. Tried, tried to run me over. Yeah. He's like, but I don't know. We are not friends. Okay. The other day I did one that was just, uh, uh, Lord Zizor is an asshole. <laughs> I don't even know we exist. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun to do those. Just coming up with the dumbest thing to say. And then maybe I told you this. I do it. I do them a lot at work in our freight elevator. And so I have 10 floors to get press yeah, record, yeah, get yeah. it out. And it, it's always so fun. I just imagine that on every floor, you can hear it plain as day as I'm going through the elevators. I just imagine every time you get on the elevator, you take your mask with you. Yeah. And there's a video. <laughs> And there's, I like the idea that there's video in that elevator. So somebody is like, hey, he's over here doing another one. Oh, God. Fucking loser. So I guess let's come up with a thing. Um, How many Kazis on your rewatch today? I'm not talking all time. I'm talking on your rewatch today. How many Kazis do you give this movie out of five? Within the Star Wars universe or movies? Okay, how about this? What was your experience watching it today? Five is awesome. One is terrible. I enjoyed it. It's an easy, it's at least three out of five. Okay. So it's at least that. Like, I'm going to give it. We're going to go through this, and there's only one Star Wars movie I think I will not enjoy rewatching. And that's not until. That'll be the the last one. That's fucking December, dude. We might not even make it till there. Yeah. Well, I Don't mean, you think it's fucked up that Trump's going to be president by then? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, but like Phantom Menace also has a lot of really good nostalgia cred going for it, where it's just fun to rewatch it because you can go back and remember all the hype going into oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know I loved I mean? watching. I did that a little bit today. I watched like the trailer and I watched. Uh, Would well, you know it? What was the movie that the trailer ran ahead of? Do you oh, remember? I don't remember. Yeah, there's some movie that the trailer ran ahead of, and so everybody went and saw that movie just for the trailer. Yeah. Um, and I saw that. I did that. Um, I remember when they sh- they debuted the trailer for um, Revenge of the Sith. I was in college, and I remember like turning all the lights off in our apartment and sitting on the floor on a date. Yeah, just so I could see Revenge of the Sith trailer. That's great. Yeah, goddamn. Um. Fuck. Well, okay, yeah. So I'll say two and a half Kazis, but that's only because I took a big ass nap in the middle of it. Um, yeah. But but again, like I don't hate it's, it's not. 
it's it's holy Star Wars. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like everything I'm watching, you can enjoy for the fact that it's just like it's just very Star Wars. But yeah. there's a lot of bad and there's a handful of good. I wish you I know? could do. I want to do one of those cuts that everybody does, like a machete type cut. Yeah. The only problem is that I'm I like editing, but I'm not good at editing. Like I don't know how to pull sound out, so the music never lines up. But I would love okay. to do my own yeah. edit of this movie. You know, I'll see. Maybe I'll figure it out. What was the thing I said I wanted to edit? Your I don't butt. remember. Hey, buddy, take it back. Uh, well, I feel like that's it. We talked about this movie. Phantom Menace, Star Wars, Star Wars Quarter. That's it. Star Wars Quarter is back. Star Wars Corner. <laughs> the Star Wars Quarter Corner. Uh, Phantom Menace, 1999, directed by George Lucas. Give it a watch. And written. Written and directed by George Lucas. Yeah. Do you think that's why Luke's name is Luke? It's what it is. No, that's you not think- why. Do you think people called him Luke because it's like a fun nickname because his last name is Lucas? And he's like, oh, for a good name for a character. I would love to know why all these people are named what they are. Where'd you get Qui-Gon, buddy? You fucking think that up? They got weird names. Yeah. And then they don't. Like Qui-Gon and then Leia. Who cares? What's Leia? Where'd you get that? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, why don't you riff on names for 30, 40 seconds? Fuck, okay. I... I do think what do you what's the weirdest Star Wars name? There's that guy on uh, in Attack of the Clones. We'll talk about it next week. That guy that uh, sells death sticks. His name is like Scumbag Sleezo or something or Slumbag Millionaire or something like that. Um, I don't know. Jar- Jabba is a cool one. Jabba the Hutt's a good name. Like, that's fun. I like that there's other huts. That's really cool. Um that's what I think Return of the Jedi is going to do really well compared to these is Return of the Jedi really connects to like all these Disney oh, series absolutely. better. Yeah. Like all I, know, the huts and... all I know is I'm glad I had an excuse to rewatch Phantom Menace. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, especially for people our age, it's fun to re-explore the film. Yeah. Just because of, uh, all the hype and the buildup around it. You know what yeah, I mean? Totally. A thousand percent. Yeah. Give me a big smile book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I agree. Um, Well, fuck. Uh, tell the listeners where they can find you at, Big Dog. Reamcore. R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E at yahoo.com. That's right. Uh, I talk a lot of cool facts. You do talk a lot of cool facts on yahoo.com. Uh, and then uh, you're doing Comedy Club in Kansas City with Shane next weekend? All weekend, yep. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Nope. By the way, did you see that video from Ariel Elias yet? No. Is she black now? What? Black Ariel? Oh, I, I've no. been hearing about it on the internet. Jesus, no. Ariel, comedian Ariel Elias, very funny. She was on. did a show last night in New Jersey. Somebody chucked a fucking beer at her on stage. Wow. And like... She has a video of it, put it up, and it's gone viral now. And Jimmy Kimmel said she can come do stand up on the show. Good. She crushed. She's fucking hilarious anyway. And she's crushing in the moment. But it was just some drunk person in the audience was yelling about Trump. And oh, it was nuts. What a bunch of losers. Like a, like a tall boy can got like smashed against the wall right next to her when she was just talking. And then she picked it up and chugged it. It was really funny. 
Um, goddamn. You can follow me at Patrick Casey. That's at P-A-D-R-I-C-A-J-S-T-I-E, PatrickCasey.com for all upcoming shows and dates. If you're in New York City, this Thursday is the last lookers of the year. Ooh. Um, yep. We've got a great we lineup. We could be lookers. Af- we could be lookers. Uh, aforementioned Carmen Lagala is going to be headlining this one, so that'll be really exciting. Um, is there anything you need to give me? You could give it to her, and she could probably bring it back in her suitcase. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and then uh, Jackknife Comedy is coming up this Sunday. We've got a great one. I don't know if you've seen this month's Jackknife. I would say it's the best oh, Jackknife. Poster. Best poster I think we've had in years. It was a really great poster. Did you see that thing fall behind me? Uh-uh. I'm going to have to go look at this video. Something fell behind me and it was crazy. Um, great poster, great show. Friends of the show is going to be on it. So that's good. Um, get on the Patreon, give us a dollar, give us $2, give us $25,000. Tell your friends, be cool, never die. And as always, remember if, if you're, you're not, not an MFR, you're an MFR. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out of here. Theme song by the band Heels out of Memphis, Tennessee. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.